welcome to episode 212 of the local meta my name is fletcher and i'm john john how you doing today man i'm doing all right how was your saturday it was, it was good i went to a threshing show threshing as in wheat threshing yes <laughs> why so, my my grandma goes to it every year and stuff like that and messages us it's like do you want to come and my son loves tractors so there's a bunch of old tractors there uh-huh so we got to go see those and he got to sit on some old tractors and stuff like that so so that was the excitement <laughs> And you just watched a bunch of people beat the shit out of grain. Yeah. Uh, they actually have these big, big machines for doing it. Mm. So you got to watch a machine that beat the shit out of grain. Oh, there's a bunch of different things. It was like, mostly it was like, there's like an old, like a tractor parade is what they have. So there's like old tractors, like. Ah, yes. All the way back to like, they had some like steam ones even. I wonder what the odds are that my coworker was there. I mean. He's like big. He's big in like tractor pulls and shit. I think they were gonna do something like that, but hmm. yeah, and like so. I don't know. It was interesting, but that's what I did. That was my exciting Saturday. <laughs> I uh, I sat at home and I kept telling myself I was gonna organize magic cards, and instead I read some SCP books <laughs> that I got. So, all right. <laughs> Well, you know, we're both accomplished, but at least today we can talk about <laughs> the new set. <laughs> yes. Actually get somewhere, but... Okay, so, uh, yeah, coming up is the release for Innistrad Midnight Hunt, the new the newest set. So, um, I mean, Innistrad's a pretty popular plane, so can't go too wrong. No. A lot of people hated on the last Innistrad... But I think those people are dumb, as I'm pretty sure I pointed out when we talked about the previous Innistrad. I really appreciated how the original Innistrad was very gothic horror and a lot mm-hmm. of like horror tropes, and then we transitioned into um, eldritch Lovecraftian horror. Mm-hmm. And like even this Innistrad is like a different style of horror than the previous yeah. Innistrads. Like, I like that they're diversifying the horror aspects that they're showing, which I think is actually really cool, so. Yeah, I agree. I, I You know, people, it, it's it's funny, because, like, when, when we go back to planes, people, I think, kind of want the same thing, but then complain if it's too much like the same thing. So. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it's the whole big stupidity with, like, um, yeah. Zendikar we had, right? Everyone's like, oh, we enjoyed Zendikar because it was an adventure plane, not because of blah, blah, and it's yeah. like, all right, well, we have we have Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, which is a purely adventure-based set. Yeah, People are just kind of like, like, I've heard people complaining because it's like the fact that it's D&D and all that kind of shit. It's like, whatever. I mean, people will complain about anything. People will complain sure that no that. matter what. All right. But, I like the diversity. I do like, I like the Lovecraftian elements of Eldritch Moon. I like the set in general. I like this set in general, so mm-hmm. I'm yeah. just a liking kind of guy, apparently. So, uh, why don't we talk about the mechanics really quick, and then we'll talk about the cards we picked up for mechanical stuff. All right, all right. So, uh, obviously, in Estrad, they're going to have DFCs of some kind, right? So, we'll start with the first the first set of DFCs, which are. Uh, the the classic uh day and night cards but in this they're using a mechanic called daybound and nightbound so um card so basically there's now a game state that is day or night and when a card with daybound or nightbound or that sets it enters it sets the time air quotes i guess today um the trigger situations are the same as previous in Estrads. um if a player casts no spells, it becomes night. If a player casts two spells, it becomes day. Um, so uh, the big difference with this is, though, is it's a game state, so you can actually have uh, nightbound cards enter the battlefield, the backside of cards, enter the battlefield as that card. Yes. Mm-hmm. The 
this is it's very very it it is very similar but also very different from yeah. the original werewolf mechanic. Um, in the original werewolf mechanic, you would have some werewolves are transformed and some weren't. You know, and each player kind of had their own thing going on, and you could like screw up things on your opponent by playing instants and all that kind of stuff. Yep. This only cares if you cast spells on your turn and your opponent casts spells on their turn for transformational yep. purposes. And you know, as you said, if you cast a card and it is night, the night bound card will come into play. Yep. Um, in the, there is also no errata going on with the previous werewolves. They still function the same way they always have. Yep. Which is probably a good thing because that's a yep. lot of they should that's going on. They should stay the way they were because they're it, it is slightly mechanically different. Yeah, and the one thing that I actually really like that they point out in the mechanics page is the card Moon Mist does mm -hmm. not work on a nightbound and daybound creatures because they're not transforming their. Or they they are transforming kind of, but like yeah, the the it, it, night, the state it's the state that matters. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, the the bound is very serious as they put. So mm -hmm. yeah, I do think that's sweet. So I think it's I like having the the standard um, time of day basically kind of thing that that state in the game as a rule. I think that makes things cleaner. It does, and I also really appreciate the fact that it doesn't care about like disrupting things with instances and sorceries. Mm -hmm. You know, as I mentioned, like if you want your stuff to transform, you just don't cast your spells. They will yep. transform. You, you, you just pass. Yep. There you go. So <laughs> but, Okay. Um the next mechanic is disturb. And obviously we're in Innistrad, so gotta have graveyard stuff and transform stuff, so why not both? Um so disturb is is um in alternate cost, uh, so it's disturb and then a cost, and basically what it means is you can cast this card from your graveyard, um, transformed for its disturb cost. So um, if you have a card in your graveyard with disturb, you cast it and it comes in as the backside of the card. And all all of the cards are creatures, I believe. Um, yeah, they all come yeah. back as spirits, basically. Yeah. And they and if they die or if they'd be put into the graveyard from anywhere, they're exiled instead. You don't get you don't get infinite loops. Yep, you don't get infinite loops with them. <laughs> yeah, but this is this is actually really interesting because it's a graveyard based mechanic that is almost entirely in white blue, mm -hmm. which you don't normally see. You know, I'm going to bring my creatures back in white blue. Like white has some reanimation things, but it's not yeah, huge about on the it. last time we yeah yeah about the last time we saw bring your creatures back in white blue was um it, uh eternalize no. Um, bomb. Yeah, I, th I thought you were gonna say almond cat, but but yeah, yeah the that's in bomb specifically mechanic. was primarily on white and blue cards. So this is very very similar to in bomb, obviously, mm -hmm. but you know it's not the same creature. They usually have different effects on their side, but it's it's cool. I'm in, I'm intrigued. Yep. Yeah, I like it. I think it's nice. Um. So then the next one is actually just an ability word, and it is Coven. Um, and so this can affect things in different ways, but basically Coven means um, if you have control three or more creatures with different powers, something. Um, so it can be, it turns on an activated ability, it can be like a kicker effect if you have that, just kind of like Metalcraft, you know, exactly yeah. the same thing. But this is the trigger ability, so... This is the one that excites me the least, I'll be honest. Funny enough, this is the one that confused the most people when I mean, they first read it. Yeah. Because they read it and they're like, oh, what's a power? What 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 are like is powers like abilities? Are they like triggers? And then it's like, no, it, it's literally power as in power and toughness. Yeah, with different power like yeah. I don't know, yeah. like for me that just is like okay. Yeah. The, <laughs> that is exactly what power is in yep. magic. And right. like uh, the fact that some people were like confused about that blows my mind. Yeah, but what do you do, I guess? <laughs> some people are gonna yeah. some people are gonna be some people, right? Yep, exactly. Um so the last mechanics we have is you just put random other DFCs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so there is a few other DFCs that are not day and night bound, and yeah. they're not disturbed. 
but yep. they do flip for various reasons. Yeah, as Innistrad's want to do sometimes. Yeah, like there's there's like I said, there's very few of them. Most of them trigger based off of other things, right? Like there's yep. one that you transform it based off of Coven and things like that. But yeah. you know, the and you know, there's just a few other ones. They don't care about the day or night cycle. They just kind of mm-hmm. do their own thing. So it happens. Yep. All right. Actually, is flashback in this set? Uh, yes, actually, it is. Okay. They, flashback is a mechanic returning in this set. <laughs> they they didn't have that listed in there. Uh, I'm just like, wait. I'm like, I saw cards with flashback, but yeah, they don't have that listed in, in their mechanics tab. Maybe they just made flashback evergreen or something we didn't notice. Oh God, I'd be so happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, flash flashback is back and it's not in their midnight hunt mechanics list. So okay, GG Watsy, GG Watsy. All right, well, but flashback exists. Flashback lets you get extra value off your cards. Yep, flashback is awesome. It's probably one of the best mechanics ever made. One of yeah, I don't think it's the best. Mechanic. Oh, I don't think it's the best, but I think it's one of like like if you here's the deal: if you listed a top ten mechanics made, like keyword mechanics. I think if you list top three, it's in there. Okay, probably, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if you listed the top mechanics, like, you're going to hit it. So I'm pretty sure that Kicker is the actual best mechanic ever made, right? I mean, I guess. And I want to say Cycling is, like, also in the top three. But mm-hmm. you, it can't be Cycling like what they did with uh, Ikoria. Because that just got out of hand. <laughs> Red did it. I mean, did yes. it. I don't know. I liked it. Did you? <laughs> did you really? I kind of did. Like you say, you liked it, but did you actually? I don't know. Maybe I didn't. I'm gonna say I did. You could there. literally never beat Zenith Flare. Me? Yeah, you. I mean, yeah, but there's a lot of decks I could never beat. Yeah, but you could hardly fair. You couldn't beat it in limited or in constructed. Yeah, I suppose I don't know. I do like cycling, though. I do like flashback. I do like kicker. You'll notice all of them are. They help you when things are going not smoothly. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, enough about that. Why don't we dive into cards? <laughs> Do let's. All right. You want to start it off? Sure, why not? First up, we have Adeline, Resplendent Cathar. One white, white for a star four legendary creature, human knight with vigilance. Adeline, Resplendent Cathar's power is equal to the number of creatures you control. And whenever you attack for each opponent, create a 1-1 white human creature token that's tapped and attacking that player or planeswalker or a planeswalker they control. Uh, Brimaz 2.0? Yeah, I mean, that 3 mana is a good cost on this. <laughs> yeah, this card is obviously... So here's the deal, right? Brimaz was not very good when he came out. Mm-mm. He was he was unbeatable for every deck I'd play because I'd played nothing but freaking mono red. Right. But in most situations, he wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. This card is probably weaker, but much more aggressively minded. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of like. Yeah, right. Oh, it's interesting. It's cool. It's definitely... Brimaz was close to being good, and with the decreasing power level of standard, there's definitely a possibility that this card will also be good. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to find out. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Brutal Cathar. Uh, two and a white for a 2-2 creature. Human, soldier, werewolf. Uh, when this creature enters the battlefield or transforms into Brutal Cathar, exile target creature and opponent controls until this creature leaves the battlefield. Daybound. So on the other side, we have Moonrage Brute. Uh, it is a 3 3 creature werewolf with first strike, ward, pay three life, and nightbound. I don't think we've ever seen a recursive, not even not recursive, react, re triggered Banishing Priest ever. Yeah, this is an interesting card. Also, the backside being ward, ward three, or ward for three life. Is like, that's something. That's yeah. 
Like, like, because a deck that's going to want to play a card like this is going to be aggressively minded for obvious reasons, right? Yeah, and right. constructed. In limited, you just play this card because you just play Banisher Priest. It doesn't matter. Oh yeah, you, what you just, happens? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you just play this card. Like, if this card ever triggers multiple times, your opponent's just <laughs> crying. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, this this card is definitely constructed playable. We'll see how good it actually is, but yeah. Banisher depending Priest, on, depending Banisher on the Priest and Fiend Hunter both saw play. Yeah, but I mean, right? it does depend on the format. It does. Yeah, you know, and like, but like, I don't think the bar is too high to clear for a card like this to be good. It no, not at all. All you yeah. need, all you need, is creatures to be relevant. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that could happen. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up, we have Curse of Silence, which. Every time I read this card's name, I get the sound of silence stuck in my head. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> we have a single white for an enchantment or a curse enchant player. As Curse of Silence enters the battlefield, choose a card name. Spells with a chosen name, enchanted player cast, costs two more to cast. And whenever enchanted player casts a spell with the chosen name, you may sacrifice Curse of Silence if you do draw a card. So this card is really interesting in my mind, right? It kind of is, yeah. So one mana for a hate card is really cool. Yep. Like, that's that's clearly priced to move. Mm -hmm. And the fact that usually once... This isn't a lockout, obviously, right? Like, you're not never... never yeah, you're taxing. You're not never mooring your opponent. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate the fact that once your opponent is able to pay for that tax, you can cash this in. Mm -hmm. to then try and find something else to just yeah. finish out the game, right? To just replace it. Like, that is really, 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 really interesting how that works. And I do like that they stack extremely well. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah, this card is, like, possibly playable in older formats. Yeah, who knows, right? It's one of those things, right? Like yeah. you, you know, you look, you look, you, you're playing like Death and Taxes, and you cast this on turn one. You name Dark Ritual, and your opponent's just like, shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and like, sure, eventually they'll be able to like break through it, but even then, like, you just don't need to sack it, right? If you name something like Dark Ritual, it's like yeah, every Dark Ritual you cast is going to be mana neutral. Right. Have fun. Have fun with that. Okay. Like this, this card is definitely priced to be good in older formats. Yeah, it definitely like at one mana, like that's actually means something. Yeah, you just have to know what to name. Obviously, mm -hmm. get a little lucky. <laughs> Always better to be lucky than good. All right. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Enduring Angel, uh, two white, white, white for a three-three creature angel with flying double strike. Uh, you have hexproof. Okay. Uh, if your life total would be reduced to zero or less, instead, transform Enduring Angel and your life total becomes three. Then, if Enduring Angel didn't transform this way, you lose the game. <laughs> I.e., your opponent can kill it in response to the trigger. Yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, on the other side, we have Angelic Enforcer for a Star Star Creature Angel with flying. Uh, you have Hexproof. Angelic Enforcer's power and toughness are each equal to your life total. And when it attacks, double your life total. So, this card is extremely interesting. There's a lot happening here. There's a lot. I'm I'm actually really happy that you've had to read both double sided cards so far. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, this I they keep having angels that do like the oh you're about to die let's stop you from dying mm -hmm. in some way this is an extremely unique way of doing that mm -hmm. i really appreciate how the card is it's basically a defensive card originally right mm -hmm. so you, you you know you have the flying double strike is really good on the defensive or on offensive but first strike tends to be better on the defensive than anything else um, obviously this attacks for 6 power though, so it's really good. You have Hexproof is obviously a very, very defensive ability. The, your life total would be reduced to 0, instead you don't die, it's an extremely defensive ability. And then I like how the backside forces you to be attacking to be relevant. Yep. Like, and doubling your life total is not nothing. 
Yeah, you know? I mean, that's she something. still attacks as a six power creature, <laughs> and then she attacks as a twelve power creature, and so, you know, assuming you don't die, obviously. Like, I really enjoy how this card is functionally identical on both sides, mm-hmm. but is very much not the same card. Right. So it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Is it good enough? Like, there's a lot of angels on the set, and angels were already like semi pushed in call time to where I wonder if angels might be a thing. The problem is there's way too many five drops. Yeah, yeah right. There's a you million just get a five lot drops. of five drops, and you're just like, oh shoot. Yeah, it's like, what are you supposed to do from there? I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next up, we have fateful absence. One of the white for an instant. Destroy target creature or planeswalker. Its controller investigates. Jeez. So. So. Declaration in Stone was a magic card. Yep. That I have personally played multiple times in Modern. Yep. This card is an instant. Mm -hmm. It can hit planeswalkers where deck and stone couldn't. Mm Mm-hmm. But Deck and Stone was also a pseudo board wipe. Yeah. Because it could hit everything with the same name. This is not that. No. Also, Declaration Exiled, but whatever. Yeah, and Declaration Exiled, right? Yep. Like, honestly, I'm surprised I haven't seen people complaining about the fact that this says destroy on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an instant. That's your tax. Yeah. <laughs> so. But still, I mean, this, that's ca- dumb. <laughs> this card is going to be playable in standard, period. Oh, I. Yeah. I mean, if, if white is played in standard, this card will be played. Yeah. Like, yes, it is a very large downside to let your opponent investigate. But as Deccan Stone showed, you know, sometimes it's worth paying. Right. I mean, like, that's a downside, too, but, like, they also have to pay for it, too. Yeah. Two man. It's not like it's not like it says destroy target creature, your opponent draws a card, right? Yeah, right. It's your destroy target creature, your opponent can spend two mana at a later date to draw a card. Mm-hmm. You know, that matters. Next up, we have Intrepid Adversary. Ha, single side. Um, <laughs> one in a white for a 3-1 creature human scout has lifelink. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you may pay one in a white any number of times. When you pay this cost one or more times, put that many valor counters on Intrepid Adversary. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one for each valor counter on Intrepid Adversary. This card is just powerful. Uh, yeah, at like all stages, it's like so you have a two mana three one life link. All right, I mean that's pretty good. I mean, yeah, perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah. So you can have a four mana four two life link that gives all your other creatures plus one plus one. I a six mana five three life link that gives all your other creatures plus two plus two. Yeah, this card and is be- just and, and beyond that it gets ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, like if you have that much mana, I'm assuming you don't even have a board state. Like you've just been yeah. board wiped a million times. But like in limited, this card is insane. Oh, this card's dumb. Like if I ever see an opponent cast this as a two drop against me, I'm gonna be the happiest person in the world. Right. <laughs> because holy right. shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. The, like this is part of a cycle, and I definitely think this is the most powerful of the entire cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said there's down. a contender somewhere, but yeah, there's another... close but clear. It's I don't think it's close, and I definitely oh, okay. think it's clear because you mentioned you mentioned it, it might have been close, but yeah, the other one is definitely really really good. This one is batshit for the decks that want it. Yeah, I mean it's a human. It doesn't matter either. Oh yeah, it's not like humans are playable or in any formats or anything. Right. Alright, next up we have yet another 5-mana angel. Huh. It's almost like I mentioned that being a problem. Right. Uh, easier to cast, though. 3 white, white for a 3-3 creature it's angel. C- it's called Sigardian Savior. Sorry, Sigardian Savior. <laughs> I like the art on it. Yeah. It is flying, and when Sigardian Savior enters the battlefield, if you cast it, return up to two target creature cards with mana value two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. 
This is very Revlark-esque. Yeah, it is. It is not Revlark. Oh, no, it's not. That whole, like, you could tell they looked at this card and were like, we don't want people doing dirty stuff with it. So they put if you cast it in there. <laughs> yeah, like, there's, there's, there's no weird looping going on. That's just not something they're going to allow. Yeah. But this card is still sweet. I mean, still, that's just... I I love value-based, mm-hmm. you know, shenanigans, obviously. That's kind of my thing. This is an angel that is never going to actually see play in an angel deck. This is an angel that is yeah. definitely... like not, This isn't even good enough for my angel EDH deck, because I don't play, <laughs> you know, creatures with two CMC. Yeah, not so, good ones, at least. Yeah. But <laughs> this card's still sweet, and I... Mean, I I'd be happy if this was good enough for standard. Yeah, I think if that's good enough for standard, I think standards in a uh, like that's what we want. Yeah, exactly. Got a lot of white cards, man. We do. Apparently, white's good in this set. All right, next up we have Sunset Revelry. You missed one. Did I? Yep. The one right above it. Well, I'm gonna go back and not read Sunset Revelry. <laughs> I'm going to read Sun Gold Sentinel, I guess, instead, which has more words. Uh, <laughs> it is one in a white for a 3-2 creature human soldier. Gosh, lots of humans. Yeah. Uh, whenever it, it enters the battlefield or attacks, exile up to one target card from a graveyard. Uh, it has Coven for, and then one in a white. Choose a color. Sun Gold Sentinel gains hexproof hex from that color until end of turn, and it can't be blocked by creatures of that color this turn. Activate only if you control three or more creatures with different powers. I love how they just didn't want to give it protection. protection yeah. But they gave it so close to protection. <laughs> yeah. It's actually better than protection. Yeah, Isn't because it? you're... Well, it's it's a side grade to protection, right? Because your stuff doesn't fall off. Your stuff doesn't fall off, but neither does your opponent's. Oh, yeah, true. Okay. You know, your opponent. Proof, yeah. yeah, your opponent can pacifism your own stuff, right? Okay, yeah. So, but. I Jesus, there. This is pushed. I don't know if people are noticing. There's a lot of really good white cards in this set. Yeah, but I, we like, still have more to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like it's like, what were they doing when they're sitting around going, "Gosh, what should we do with a white, like a two mana white card?" We're like, mm, "How about we make it a three-two? And they're like, oh, two mana three-two. Like, come on, guys, we can do better than that. <laughs> right? Let's make it graveyard hate. All right, all right. And let's make it so it can protect itself. Sure. Sure. Deal. It's a perfect card to buy back with your Sigardian Savior. Yeah, actually, yes, there you are. It's a combo. It's a combo. You get to do graveyard shenanigans, and your opponent doesn't. It's perfect. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Like the like I said, white is pushed. This like I read when I read this card. Like it's it remind like there's like a one mana two one in Dragons of Tarkir that was like a pseudo graveyard hate on like dealing damage. This one's like nah, I just need the battlefield attack, and yeah. I protect myself in like the pseudo like mid game, mm-hmm. and I'm just a three mana three two because why not? Yeah, like honestly, two mana three two. Sorry, two mana three two. Yeah, and it's like. The difference between one toughness and two toughness is not that much in constructed. Most creatures don't have one power, but it still matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, no little chump blocking little turds getting in the way of this guy. Or gal, sorry. Yeah. yeah. This card's nuts. <laughs> yep. Speaking of nuts, next up we have Sunset Revelry. One light, sorcery. If an opponent has more life than you, you gain four life. If an opponent controls more creatures than you, create two one-one white human creature tokens. If an opponent has more cards in hand than you, draw a card. Hmm. This is like the little brother to timely reinforcements, but technically better. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I, I didn't hear what card you said. Sorry. Sunset Revelry. Yeah, but no, what? It's a little brother to what? Oh. Timely reinforcements. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. So instead, instead of three mana for possibly six life and three one ones, you mm-hmm. spend two mana for four life and two one ones, and possibly draw a card if you like yeah. had to mulligan. Yeah. So it seems like something. This card is 
definitely something. Like costing two mana instead of three is big. Yeah. And the fact that it's just like, oh no, I'm getting beat down by mono red, gain, t- you know, recover some life and to put a bunch of chump blockers in play past yeah. the turn. Mm-hmm. Like this card is dope. <laughs> I'm excited like for people to play the shit out of it in uh, limited also. Yeah. Where it's probably less good. I mean, if you're getting, if you're losing, I guess it's fine. I'm just going to use the plan of winning instead. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, we have a Thraven Exorcism. One in a white for an instant. Exile target spirit. Creature with disturb or enchantment. This card's so weird. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like it's like well let's just put a bunch of things on a card that like mechanic like mechanically it doesn't necessarily seem like they have anything to do with each other but flavorfully like they totally do yeah like this, like when i'm reading this card and it just reminds me so much of return to nature yeah. except it's very very different from return to nature right it's like oh yeah we're just gonna we'll get rid of your graveyard value or we'll kill your little dude, or we'll kill your enchantment. It's like, okay. Like, sure, why not? Let's let's do that. (laughs) I'm just like, double-checking what Return to Nature is. Yeah, Artifact, Enchantment, Creature from Graveyard. Alright. Next up, we have yet another white card. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, We have Vanquish the Horde. Six white white sorcery. Destroy all creatures. Also, this spell costs one less to cast for each creature on the battlefield. Man. So. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's like, how badly are you losing? Yeah, right. Because this card gets better the worse you're losing. The worst you're losing. Oh, I mean, it also includes your creatures, so if you're... It does! Yeah. So, you know, if you're playing right into that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, what, four creatures need to be on the battlefield to make it, like, a Wrath of God. Yep. Which is definitely not hard to do. Nope. And, you know, if you have three creatures on the battlefield, oh, it's a five-mana board wipe, just like the standard board wipe we deal with right now. Oh, right, yeah. But man, like if you ever were playing against like a token deck and they're just like flood the board, go, and you're just and like, you're just, like yeah. two mana wipe. <laughs> two mana wipe everything, hold open counter spell, pass turn. Right. Wow. This this card is going to be like the hot shit in Commander because oh, yeah. Blasphemous Fact is like already the hot shit in Commander, and this is just a white blasphemous act. Pretty much, yeah. So Yeah, Commander people are gonna go crazy. Yeah, this is this is a card that's probably worth getting a couple and holding on to. So, yeah. okay, all right, we finished all her white cards. Hooray! We did. Okay, on to blue cards. We finished half of our mechanical section. Actually, I think we did. Oh Pretty yeah, close. we did. Yeah. Half of them were white cards. Yeah, white, white's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. blue has some dumb also, but yeah, we'll I get suppose. to that soon. soon. All right. So our first blue card is consider. It is a single blue for an instant. Look at the top card of your library. You may put that card into your graveyard. Draw a card. It's a surveil opt. It's so, a better opt. <laughs> uh, yes and no. Jo- joke. <laughs> yeah. I peop- There are a lot of people who say that this card is strictly better than opt. It is not strictly better than opt. It is strictly better than opt if you have graveyard synergies. Mm-hmm. Or... If you're in the late game and you're trying to effectively deck thin and get cards that don't matter out of your deck anymore. Yeah. If you don't have graveyard synergies, like I've actually gotten into a big argument with someone about this before, mm-hmm. where I played I played a shuffle effect in a deck that didn't really need shuffle effects. I played like two um, evolving wilds, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And my argument was because I'm playing cards at scry, and sometimes I want to scry expensive cards to the bottom of my library, I want to be able to shuffle them back in to draw them later. Yep. And they're like, just if the, it, like if the card's good, just draw it. I'm like, well, not if I'm missing land drops. <laughs> and then they're like, well, you're missing land drops because you're playing evolving wilds. I'm like, playing two evolving wilds is not affecting my land drops. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like having the ability to leave a relevant card in your library is a relevant thing. I will yeah. fight anyone in 
both verbally and physically on that stance. <laughs> uh, but this is still good. This card is good. This card is dope. This card is like an auto-include in Phoenix decks. Yeah. Honestly, this card's just an auto-include in any deck that already plays Opt, because you can just play 8 of the effect. Why not? Yeah, right. 8 Opt. <laughs> Deal. All right. Oh, boy. <laughs> I get the fun. I, I get the fun one. Yeah, you just get to read reprints. No fun. <laughs> All right. All right. Next up, we have Delver of Secrets. I... <laughs> one blue for a one-one creature, human wizard. <laughs> one one suck. It's okay. I know. At the beginning of your upkeep, look at the top card of your library. You may reveal that card. If it's an instant or sorcery card, is reveal this way. Transform Delver of Secrets. If my hypothesis is correct, <laughs> he transforms into a 3-2 flying human insect. I yeah. hate the art. Boy, howdy, do I hate this art. Yeah. The, the back art. Yeah, the back art. It reminds me of... um uh... The Tick. Yes, exactly 100%. <laughs> that, is, that is that guy. Uh, yeah, you right? cannot convince me otherwise. No, you cannot convince me otherwise. That, that is, is that guy. Yeah, the guy for the tick, yeah. Arthur or whatever his name was. Yeah. Dumb. Oh, uh, man. But yeah. Uh, what the shit. <laughs> so fun fact about Delver of Secrets. Mm-hmm. He was very good in his original standard format. Yep. He has always been mediocre and modern. Mm-hmm. He is format-defining in Legacy. Yeah. And, I'm sorry, he's just not good enough for Vintage. He showed up, though. They had he... Delver decks for a while. Oh, yeah. But he's just he just got yeah. outclassed yeah, by he's... Monastery Mentor. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, like, I mean, at least we don't have Lightning Bolts in this format. No, which is somewhat sad for me, personally, because <laughs> here's the deal. Me being me, I want to play this card so bad. Oh, yeah, of course you do. <laughs> I want to play this card so bad in Standard. Oh, man. I cannot believe they reprinted this card. Here's the thing. It's really easy for... if They have a trend lately where when they reprint a card that everyone's like, oh my god, this card's batshit insane. It yeah. just isn't that good. Yeah, like, I'm sure it won't be, but, like, I'm more like... People, like, this is one of those cards that people bitch about constantly it is but you also have to remember last time this card was good in standard i'm pretty sure you were allowed to play memory leak or mana leak oh yeah you were too <laughs> so things change <laughs> yeah I, I mean okay so you know, but the, i mean there's i'm trying to remember what's in this format right now and stuff like that wasn't there like a mana leak-esque card that people were playing mystical dispute was in throne of drain so that's gone yeah um, that's gone I throw something there. I think there's like a counter target non creature spell unless they pay two. But if there's like okay. cards in their graveyard, they it counters any spell. I don't know. Yeah, something. Like, yeah, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. But like this is one of the ones where it's like I think we're nervously fidgeting. <laughs> I am. Okay. I am. De- I am not nervously fidgeting. I am quivering in anticipation. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> We're going to Pepper Coyote up in here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So next up. <laughs> Don't look we, that up in front of children. <laughs> no. Um, all right. So next up, we have Memory Delusion. <laughs> uh, uh, two blue blue for an instant uh, with weird art. Um, right? Yeah. This, this chick has some bad memories. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure she killed her mother. Okay. Um, so look at the top X cards of your library where X is the amount of mana spent to cast this spell. Those are her eyeballs. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, put two of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Flashback, five blue blue. This card is dope. I love this card. I love everything about this card. Holy shit, I love this card. <laughs> so here's the deal. Yep. Four mana, look at the top four, choose two. Yep. Already sweet, right? Yep. Like, that is strictly better than Scry 2, Draw 2. Yep. Right? That's, this card is just awesome. And it's an instant, too. And it's an instant. Good. And then it flashes back for a sure. full-priced Dig Through Time. Yep. Just straight up. It is Dig Through Time. Yes, it's full mana. But you know what? If you're playing the kind of deck that wants to play this card, you'll get to 7 mana. It'll yeah, right. get you there. 
<laughs> and you already got to cast it for four. <laughs> exactly. This card's dope. I love this card. Uh, yeah. If it, it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like it's just I expect that card to show up. So. Oh my god, if your opponent has Curse of Silence on you naming this card, you get to look at six cards and then you get to look at nine cards. <laughs> uh, Always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, Alright. Next up, speaking of Monastery Mentor. Next up, we have Poppet Stitcher. Two and a blue for a 2-3 creature, Human Wizard. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, create a 2-2 black zombie creature token with Decayed. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control three or more creature tokens, you may transform Poppet Stitcher. Transforms into Poppet Factory. <laughs> it's an artifact. With creature tokens, you control lose all abilities and have base power and toughness 3-3. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may transform Poppet Factory. This card can just go off. Yeah. And then you just have three three zombie tokens. Yeah, the art on both sides of this card is upsetting. <laughs> They're horrifying for so many reasons. Oh, man. But yeah, like, even if you never flip this card, like, and just make a crap load of zombies, it's good. Yeah. So here's the deal. This card is worse than Monastery Mentor, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Straight. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's worse yeah. than a vintage card. Yeah. Low bar. The only reason this card is worse is because it says instant of sorcery and not non-creature non spell. <laughs> because non-creature spell matters so much in vintage. Yep. Mm -hmm. But holy hell, this thing just shits out two twos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This card's and dope. Then, and then if you flip it over, you have three threes that don't just die. Yeah. 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 <laughs> This, this card is a mythic and deserves to be a mythic, and yep. is probably powerful enough to warrant being like a mythic. <laughs> so it's a mythic is what you're saying. It is possibly of mythic rarity, yes. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Alright, that's all the blue cards. Should we move on to black? Sure. Alright. Next up, we have Bloodline Culling. Uh, one black black for an instant. Choose one. Attacker creature gets minus five, minus five until end of turn. Or creature tokens get minus two, minus two until end of turn. The creature tokens is such an interesting line. Yeah, right. Instead of just creatures, right? Mm -hmm. but, but this card... This card is not, like, amazing. But it's not that far off. Right? I mean, right. having the two modes is big, and yeah, you gotta pay full price for a dismember, but... Yeah, so you're paying full price for a dismember, which will kill most things that are relevant mm -hmm. in most formats, right? Mm -hmm. You know? Like, it is almost murder. Yeah. And, like, just annihilating a bunch of creature tokens is obviously good. It would... It's weird to me that it is creature token instead of just creature. Like, I don't think three mana all creatures get neg three neg three is actually i mean as it as an instant maybe it's too good yeah yeah maybe maybe i mean but like as i said having the two modes is worthwhile like if i end up building murder kill this will probably end up in it yeah it's good to have options also shout out to olivia for just living her best life <laughs> just being herself over there being herself over there all right all right Next up, we have Gissa, Glorious Resurrector. Two black black for a 4-4 four, four legendary creature, human wizard. If a creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead. At the beginning of your upkeep, put all creature cards exiled with Gissa, Glorious Resurrector, onto the battlefield under your control. They gain Decayed. This card is very, very similar to a card from Kaldheim, um, mm -hmm. which is also, I'm pretty sure, a 4-mana four 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. That when creature your opponents die, you exile them, and then you can cast them using snow mana as over as mana of any color. Oh, okay. This doesn't cast, you just get them back. You just exile yeah, them. they're decayed, though. Yeah, like so they, they you get these are one shots, right? Mm -hmm. But you also don't have to cast them, you just get them. Yep. 
So I don't know if this card's good enough for standard, but it might it's be. It's like one of those ones where you like eyeball it. So at four mana, uh, like for a four mana four four that does this, it's like mm, yeah. okay, it's like, close, right? It's close, like, but it's not like a slam dunk. No, I don't know. That card's good. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah, if this card is good enough, it's going to be sweet. If it's not good enough, I don't know. It's probably good enough for commander. I mean, probably. Yeah. What isn't? Um. <laughs> Lots of things. You should see, you should see people nowadays in commander. They they're serious business about not playing bad cards. Yeah, I'm not. Um, but <laughs> all right, I get this card. I'm super happy. <laughs> all right, next up we have Infernal Grasp. One in a black for an instant. Destroy target creature. You lose two life. Full stop. Yep. Like. <laughs> dang. <laughs> like, they're, they're so close to just printing destroy target creature for two mana. Yeah. I'm sure it'll cost, like, black black when they do. Yeah. But man. They already have. Oh, no, they don't have that. Exactly that. But... No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like. Two life <laughs> is not a lot. No, it is not a lot. Like that like is that a cost? Yes, it is. Like it's not completely free. Yeah. The insane but, thing yeah. to me is there's already so many cards just in this category that's like, all right, what do you want to kill? Right? Yeah, right? So we have, like... we have we have power word kill, we have go for the throat, we have doom blade, we have um Another one that my mind is blanking on at the moment, but the it's one with I, legends. Uh, yeah, the, the destroy target non legend, destroy target mono color. Yeah, and I was like, just destroy target creature. You just have to pay two life. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like so. It's Thoughtseize, but for murder. Right. Yeah. Like. Right. <laughs> okay. Cool. I guess. Yes. I, I don't know. Like, black cards are good in this set too. I think. Yes, black cards are good in this set. In in Estrada sets, <laughs> but yeah, this is yeah kind of ridiculous in my opinion. Guess yeah. what? Uh, I'm probably gonna play a couple of these in Murder Kill. Shocking. Yeah, I think I'm gonna play probably around four. Uh, remember, four four is rarely the best number to choose for the correct number to play of a card. Yeah. Uh, the Technic only reason the only reason I'm playing four is because I can't play five. I'm just saying, <laughs> in in like for the majority of the cards in Magic, the correct number of a card to play is zero. Just saying. Just just saying. I don't think I will take that advice here. I think I'm gonna, go, <laughs> gonna go a little rogue, kind of brew up brew up some stuff here, and hey, I'm, uh, fair yeah. enough. All right. Would you pay? Would you play five? Yes. 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 Thank you. Would you? Would you place? Yes. Probably. How many? How many would you play? I don't know. I'm thinking. Two life. Two life. As I said, it's not completely free. No, it does add up. Yeah. Would I play five? I'd probably play five. Would I play six? I probably would play six. Here's would a better question. Would I play seven? Maybe. How many That's would like you? How many would you play in limited? Yes. Like if you if you opened one in every pack, and you got passed like one in every pack, would am you I just... trying to win? Yeah. Oh. At, at, <laughs> least, at least four. I mean, soul crushing your opponent is a valid way of winning in limited. I mean, like obviously that's like a completely nonsensical scenario. It, oh, if yeah. I ever saw this card in a pack in limited, I would take it if I'm in black, yeah. and possibly if I'm not. Yeah. Like we'll be honest here. Like. I, I, I don't think this card would ever get past me. Yeah, um, I'm this guy this I see this card as being like a step above divination for you in in limited. Oh pretty close, yeah. Like I've passed divinations <laughs> before. Yeah, I don't think you would like it'd be like pack three, you know, pick seven, you're like mono like you're like three you're four color non black and you see this, you're like, Alright, we got this. Uh, it's like alright, we're five color now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Next up, we have Jadar, Ghoul Caller of Nefalia. One of the Black Fray 1 1, legendary creature, human wizard. At the beginning of your end step, if you control no creatures with decayed, you create a 2 2 black zombie creature token with decayed. Look, it's Ophiomancer. 
<laughs> Except only on your end step instead of each upkeep. Hmm. But right. still, you know. I mean, two mana for that. Two mana for re like endless tutus. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's perfect, right? Because you get your tutu, you get attacked because you're not going to block with your 1 1 and you can't block with the tutu. Then yep. you suicide your tutu in yep. and you get another one. Yeah, right. You just keep you just keep sending zombies. That's all it is. Just infinite keep, death triggers. Keep yeah, keep smashing them into things. Right. Seems good. Yeah, card sweet. Cool. Uh, next up we have Slaughter Specialist. <laughs> Slaughter Specialist. Uh, one end of black for a three-three creature vampire warrior. What the shit? <laughs> <laughs> What? what? One in a black for a 3-3? Three, three? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Like, I'm just point out that there isn't downside in the text. Yes, there is. Oh, there is. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm like... I'm like... Okay. So when, when, when Slaughter Specialist enters the battlefield, each opponent creates a 1-1 one, one white human creature token. All right. Uh, when a creature an opponent controls dies, it put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Uh... Uh, I was like, of that damn two mana three two. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> They're like, all right, here's the deal, right? We we made we made a two mana three two in white that is graveyard hate and can protect itself. Yep. We can't allow white to have that good of a creature. We need to make a better one. <laughs> oh my god! They're like, slam it, two yeah. mana three three. <laughs> here's the deal. I'm gonna slam this card. I don't even care. This card's dope. This card's great. I I don't think it's like the most amazing thing ever in limited, but it's definitely good in limited, right? Oh, yeah. Like here's it, the thing. I'm playing this in limited. You play this and then your opponent plays a two mana two two, you just don't attack them. Yeah. Or you do attack them, you yeah. like, you know, shock one of their things and then this thing's gigantic. Yeah, right? Like You're like, oh now it's a five five. Like, and you're like, attack this. Infernal Grasp, your two two after you double block. It's yep. kill your kill your one one. It's now five five past turn. Yeah. Win yeah. the game. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Like I, this is one of those cards that can just kind of spiral out of control, I think. Like it once can. you get once you get a foothold. I mean, and even if you're just even if you just play it and are just kind of sitting there playing with yourself and then like picking off creatures or something like that, because like or, or you know, attacking you know attacking with your other creatures or whatever like this thing's gonna grow and it's gonna get big like here's the secret in limited creatures die yeah and in constructed this is just extremely aggressive is your opponent yeah. really gonna not block right more power to them yeah yeah all right thank you opponent yeah. <laughs> all right next up we have play with fire red instant Deal two damage to any target. If a player is dealt damage this way, scry one. Look, All it's, right. it's strictly better shock. It's strictly better shock. All right, we're doing it. <laughs> like, oh no, my shock had to go... F like, here's the deal, right? Shock is at its worst when you're playing against a control deck and you have to go face with it, right? You don't yep. play shock to go face. You play shock to kill a creature. Yep. Adding scry one onto a shock is good. Mm-hmm. If it has to go face. And of, and against a control deck, Scry is going to be more relevant. Because you don't you definitely need to be digging for relevant things against a control deck. So Yep. Yeah. I uh, I like it. I mean it's one of those things that's like, alright, we made a strictly better shock. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. so it's what, the second strictly better shock ever to be made? What's the Not, other one? It's um the one from Tarkir. Tarkir. Uh that doesn't go face, does it? Doesn't it? I thought wild, it did. Isn't it Wild Slash? Or... Yeah, I thought Wild Slash went face. Uh, one second here. Let me look. Maybe it does, and I'm just stupid. Which is probably the likely thing. As soon as the yeah, two damage, to, two damage to any target. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, and if you control a creature power for a greater, it can't be prevented. Yep. Alright. So, yeah, they do have a strictly better shock, but... Also, shout out to this flavor text. Devils find human dwellings to be oppressively cold, dark, and unburnt. Fair enough. He's just having a good time throwing flaming daggers. Alright, we ready? 
Yeah. Okay. Next up, we have a Smoldering Egg. One in a red for a 0-4 creature dragon egg. Uh, it has Defender. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, put a number of ember counters on Smoldering Egg equal to the amount of mana spent to cast that spell. Then if Smoldering Egg has seven or more ember counters on it, remove them and transform it. On the other side is Ashmouth Dragon. It is a 4-4 flying creature dragon. Uh, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, it deals two damage to any target. This card is dope. This card is dupe. <laughs> this card is definitely a callback to Thing in the Ice. Yeah. It is definitely weaker than Thing in the Ice. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. No. I it mean, makes... like, this, this card is just playing right into everything you want to be doing in this kind of deck. Like, yeah, exactly. It's so great. Like... <laughs> The, the the big problem with the spells deck is there's the fact that there's going to be too many creatures that play well with it and not enough good spells to put in it. Yeah, right. You have to play strictly better shocks. Yeah. I mean, here's the deal. I'm I'm known for drafting spells mander decks. Right. That's not gonna. This isn't gonna stop me. Yeah, fun. right. Like the fact that there may not be enough cards to make the deck is not gonna stop me. Trust me. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking purely from a limited standpoint. Oh, yeah, I know, like, I know. Like, I'm the person who passes, like, drought the seven mana, create a 2-2 zombie for each uh, instant sorcery in your graveyard, because I know it'll wheel, and yeah. then I just crush that draft, right? Like, <laughs> I thrive on this shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, next up, we have Sunstreak Phoenix. Two red red for a 4-2 creature phoenix with flying... It was neither day nor night. It becomes day as Sunstreak Phoenix enters the battlefield. Whenever day becomes night or night becomes day, you may pay one red. If you do, return Sunstreak Phoenix from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. So, completely unrelated to this card, mostly, but the whenever day becomes night or night becomes day has a poetic quality to it on all those cards. <laughs> it does. I, I appreciate it. And yep. for those who don't know, if it is neither day nor night and then it becomes day, that does not trigger the bottom half of this card. Because yep. the day, the the time is yep. not changing. It's just yeah, it's becoming nothing today. Yeah. Yep. So all right, but this card yeah. is sweet, and it it's really interesting how it kind of put pressure. It, like, if this is dead, it puts pressure on your control opponent to play a very specific way, so it doesn't come back. Yeah. You know? And, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, cheap enough to where, like, two mana is, like, not much. Like, that's pretty cheap for getting a Phoenix back. Yeah, that is extremely cheap. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's a 4-2, and it mm -hmm. comes back tapped, you know? It's, like, it's it's missing the, some of the key things that make Phoenixes actually, like, almost every Phoenix that has been constructed playable comes back with haste. Mm -hmm. This does not do that. So, but I mean, you know, also it's like so your opponent changes from night to day, you know. Yeah, but it changes and, during their upkeep. Does it change during their upkeep? Yeah. Oh, okay. So this will be in play, and they can deal so deal with it at sorcery okay. speed. But you know, oh, it's interesting. So I thought that changes changes at end of turn. Are you sure? Pretty sure it's upkeep. The player casts no spells during their own turn. It becomes night next turn. Oh, okay. And if player casts at least two spells during their own turn, it becomes day next turn. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so this this will adjustment with that. Okay. Yeah. So if your opponent doesn't cast spells on your turn, the day changes. You pay two. This mm -hmm. comes back tapped. You cannot attack with it. Okay. <clears throat> so like, there's a lot of things making this card not very good, but yeah. it also only costs two mana. Yeah, to get it back, yeah. So. Mm -hmm. All right. Cool. All right. Talk about our green card. <laughs> our single green card. All right. Uh, we have a Primal Adversary, two and a green for a 4-3 creature wolf with Trample. <sighs> um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, when Primal Adversary enters the battlefield, you may pay one and a green any number of times. Uh, when you pay this cost one or more times, put that many plus one plus one counters on Primal Adversary. Then, up to that many target lands you control, become 3-3 three, three wolf creatures with haste that are still lands. 
So as I said previously, Wait, this card is just stupid, right? This, this card is also batshit insane. Yeah, like I mean, I get it. You tap out. You can't attack with your three three wolf lands that turn. But like, but, but what happens if you don't tap out? What happens if yeah, you what cast if you this on turn six? Yeah. What if you don't tap out and you just kill your opponent? <laughs> yeah. And uh, like a three mana four three trample. Holy yep. shit. Yeah, three mana uh, four three like. Uh, a five mana five four trample that turns one of your lands into a three three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. Why not? <laughs> like I, uh, this card is not as good as the white one, but no. my god, is it trying? It, yeah, it's like it's trying to get there. Like this is just a this is has to be just a windmill slam through the table in uh, limited. Yeah. Like so. Here, there's a uh, in. Forgotten Realms. There's a green. There's a green, green three-two wolf, mm -hmm. and that card is like spiked up to like eight dollars because of shenanigans like this stupidity going on. So, <laughs> uh, hurry for wolves. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, I can sell a bunch of like stupid vanilla wolf bulk. Right. Well, they're spiking because of standard playability. So, well, who knows? Hopefully, I can sell standard wolf bulk. Mm -hmm. All right. Cool. There is zero zero colorless cards and zero artifacts worth talking about, as far as I'm concerned. As far as yeah, as far as power goes. Uh, for anyone who's wondering, Teferi is cool. That's all I have to say on the matter. All right. Good talk. All right. Next up, we have the slow lands, the opposite of the fast lands. Ta-da! Uh, example of what they do: these are all allied colors. So we have deserted beach. Enters the battlefield tapped unless you control two or more other lands. Mm -hmm. And in this case, it taps for a white or blue. Yep. Dope. Nope. Yep. Good. So they, yeah, they have all the allied ones. So. Yep. I'm I'm not a huge fan of these cards existing as to opposed to just printing the buddy lands. But sure. Okay. Whatever. I'll okay. get over it. Yeah, All the right. buddy the buddy lands are just something that's always been a lot cleaner in my mind. Okay, and uh, they're I've effectively the same thing really. These play better if you're not playing a lot of basics, I guess. Yeah, but I think incentivizing people to play basics is a good thing. So, oh, is what it is. All right, I am not a game design master. I just yeah. have opinions. Okay. All right, you get every card. flip card. I, I get so this is literally <laughs> the card with probably the best name in, in the set. So like, you, right. you you actually set this. You were you you did all those sacrifices to get this card and to get Infernal Grasp. Apparently, yeah. Uh, so hostel hostile hostile. Uh, it is a land with tap at a at um uh, colorless. Uh, one one in tap. What? I said one wingding. One wingding. Yep. Yeah. Uh, one and tap, sacrifice a creature, put a soul counter on it, uh, then if there are three or more soul counters on it, remove those counters, transform it, then untap it, activate only as a sorcery. On the other side, you have Creeping In. <laughs> it is a 3-7 artifact creature horror construct. Um, whenever it attacks, you may exile a creature card from your graveyard. If you do, each opponent loses X life, and you gain X life, where X is the number of creature cards exiled with it. Uh, you can pay for generic mana to have it phase out. I really enjoy that line of text for the f creeping in phases out. Yep. <laughs> uh. This card is hilarious naming wise on both the names aspects. Are both awesome, yeah. And this card is just sweet. Yeah. So we have a sack outlet yep. and a payoff. Mm hmm. And like I do like that the back ability adds up, right? So like the first one exiles, you drain for one. The second one exiles, you drain for two. This third one, you drain for three. You know, it just keeps going up from there. Obviously, yep. Three seven is big. Yeah, he, he got a big old booty on that end. Like you just like keep serving it. In. It's like you know, are you just yep. gonna keep throwing a million things in front of it to try and eat it? Probably fine, I guess. <laughs> All right, yeah, but. I don't know. It's yeah, as you said, it's good. I, I think the the flavor of it's cool as heck too. So yeah, it it reminds me a lot of Art Warmandal also because it flips into yeah. a black card and mm -hmm. it triggers off of sacrificing things. Yeah, but yeah, 
Card sweet. Yep. All right. Those are all of our mechanically relevant cards that we picked out. We've got a bunch of other ones, obviously, to talk about next week, but... Or... Well, next week or the week after, whatever, whenever we do it. I don't know if we're streaming next week or if we're going to podcast next week. But. I, I like doing these both back-to-back, so. Sounds good. You just keep putting off my um, uh, game plan. That's all. Relevant things keep happening, so. <sighs> Stupid relevance. And, and me being out of town, I guess, but. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the time before that, you're the one who's like, man, we should really record a podcast because we haven't done it in so long. Yeah, I suppose it's my fault. Everything's my fault. Everything is 100% your fault. F me, I guess, but. All right. <laughs> so, uh, cool looking set. We'll see how everything kind of shapes up with it, and we'll talk about our flavor and miscellaneous, and then our top cards, which was a pretty easy choice this time, honestly, for us. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Cool. John, anything else? It's weird to me that Giralf isn't in here, but Gissa is. I don't know. Didn't we kill him in Arena? Or Legends, sorry. No. We we worked with him in Legends. Oh, we worked with him and yeah. Yeah, we work with him and Gissa, because they're both technically good people. <laughs> question, question mark? Question mark. <laughs> Alright, but... Um, if you want to shoot us some feedback, send an email to thelocometa at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocometapc. Uh, head over to thelocometa.com for links to uh, our Patreon, the Discord, where all the good stuff is happening, and to our um, Twitch stream, where we play games and make ourselves miserable. Um, yeah. Come on.